All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 15 of the All Day Cincinnati Sports Podcast. This is your podcast for everything Cincinnati sports, and today we're doing a red season recap video. Uh, we're going to talk about the red season. Um, yeah, talk about the season in review, the 62 and 100 Reds. Not a great year for the Reds, but before that, we're going to talk a little bit about FC Cincinnati's playoff win this weekend. Um, I'm not that big a soccer guy, so I don't know that much, but Donnie will tell you a little bit about that. Uh, it was just kind of unexpected. Uh, FC Cincinnati was on the road. They were the underdog. They weren't supposed to win that game. And the way they they battled for it was, you know, it was impressive. They were down. The New York Red Bulls scored a goal right after halftime, so FC was down until – about 15 minutes left in the game, and they scored two goals in the last 16 minutes to take the win. Um, but the game was pretty evenly matched. Like they had a similar number of shots on target. Possession was like 51-49 or something like that. Um, and it overall, it was um, just a really evenly matched game. It was nice to see a team like FC Cincinnati take the win on because this team has been a doormat <laughs> through their first couple of years in the in the MLS. The first few years, I mean. But I think they finished 24th, 26th, and 27th overall in the three seasons preceding this, like getting worse every year. Like they they were just bad. Their points per game went down for three years in a row. And then all of a sudden this year, they're good. They're in the playoffs. Um, and they've got real goal scorers this time. Um, and they were competitive. Obviously, they made the next round. Um, Philadelphia Union is going to be a really tough matchup. But man, this is just really exciting to see the city or the people that are that are fans are having a really great time. They've they've earned it, I would say. Um, seeing how bad this team was, they had a they've just dealt with a lot. Um, and seeing seeing them get that win was was huge. The salty Red Bull fans were just as fun. <laughs> My uh, my question would be how many more rounds is there? Because like I have no idea. My soccer knowledge is pretty much like I watched the World Cup, but like American soccer, I don't know anything about the MLS or anything like that. I just pretty much watch the World Cup. I'm about as casual a soccer fan as it can get. <laughs> There's I really don't follow a ton of soccer outside of FC Cincinnati in the World Cup, so I'm not not super far from you. But um, there's like two rounds after this. Um, basically a conference. Finals so it's the, the conference the finals right now. Yeah, no, they're in the conference semis. So like Bengals oh, Titans game last year, yeah, was would be okay, the equivalent. The semis. Yeah, yeah, All conference right. semis. But yeah, <laughs> we have to put it in like terms of like basketball and football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> but yeah, it it's gonna be tough to beat Philadelphia. Like Philadelphia, they're like the top seed in the conference. Um, so it's, it's tough. It's going to be tough. I think they've got probably a 70% chance to win the Philadelphia team does. So uh, odds are the season is, is probably over, but um, you know, who knows, you know, anything can happen. Yeah. The Bengals weren't favored to win anything last year and they did. Right. So shit. Right. So who knows? Yeah, it'll be really, really fun to watch that. And that, as of recording, it'll take place, you know, tomorrow. So the 20th at 8 p.m. if anybody wants to watch on FS1. 
right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you guys, anything else you want to add about FC Cincinnati? Uh, no, I think I think we're we're pretty good. Just the just the story they're they're having this year, like the way they bounced back this year is is incredible. I really hope it continues. I really do. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big soccer guy, but I mean, any any professional sports team doing well in the city or college sports team, that's great for the yeah. city. So, I mean, yeah. fine by me if they're doing good. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about these piss poor 62 and 100 2022 Reds. Um, I know Donnie as well. Literally, since I was born, I've been a diehard Reds fan, grew up a diehard Reds fan. Probably the even though it's not my most passionate sport, it's probably the team I'm most passionate about, weirdly, just because it was my first team. Like, I, first love was baseball. So I'm definitely yeah. a huge Reds fan. And this year was it was a struggle to watch a lot of times. During the middle of the season, they had a good run, and I liked watching them during, you know, June, July, August. They were pretty decent to watch. But that, that beginning, that month of April slash May and that month of – that month of September were rough to watch for the Reds this year. Yeah. I went through, I quickly like did the records up. So like the first 25 games where they went three and 22 and the last, what was it? 26 where they went seven and 19. That's a combined 12 and 41. That's 29 games under 500 in just the, those beginning and end 51 games. They were only, so they were only nine under the rest of the way. Yeah, they were only nine games under outside of those horrific start and finish. Like that, it, it's just frustrating. It, it it really it's because like you like the Reds Bengals are probably in that same tier for me of just weirdly passionate, like and um, just because they've been there your whole life. But seeing seeing the Reds, okay, the owner of FC Cincinnati. Their dad owned the Reds, sold the team, and then they started a soccer franchise that made it to the MLS and made the playoffs and won a game since the last time the Reds won a playoff series. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like, it's just so frustrating. It's and 1990, right? It's since the World Series was the last time we won, won a playoff series. 95. Oh, 95. 95. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 95. So, still, before I was born. I've only yeah. seen the Bengals win a playoff game of the yeah. two. You're 25, it, right? Yes. So yeah. Donnie's 25, and he's never seen, never seen the Reds win a playoff series. We came close. The Giants series, I think it was either, what that year was it? 12? What was it? 12? That still yeah, hurts. That, that was 10 hurt. years ago. 10 years yeah. ago. That still hurts. I remember watching that at my grandma's house. <laughs> I remember. I remember Buster Posey hitting that. I think it was a grand slam. Yeah. yeah I, my was, heart just dropped. I'm like, oh come on, man. <laughs> yeah, but. As disappointing as this team was, there were some bright spots. Let's talk a little bit about just go over some stats real quick. The team leaders, uh, Kyle Farmer was the best offensive player on the Reds for the full season, which is rough for somebody who is a below league average hitter, according to every metric, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, not that much below league average, but a little below league average. He yeah. batted 255, which led the team in average, but I think he was the only player that was even qualified. Yeah, he Probably, was. Drury, he was, yeah. Yeah, because Drury got traded midseason and yeah. only played 103 games. Yeah, and then Homers, Farmer hit 14, led the team. Like, that tells you Votto didn't play the last two months and missed a month earlier in the year, and he almost led the team in Homers. 
Like that tells you how yeah. rough this year was power wise. Fourteen homers yeah. from Farmer. Um, Jake Fraley had twelve in second place. Yeah, like, twelve from Fraley. Um, I got it here. Vado eleven. Aquino ten. India had ten. Definitely a down second year. So hopefully he bounces back. Lots of players have rough second years, as we know, in pretty much all sports. So. Hopefully he bounces back and has a better third year after a phenomenal rookie year. Um, Friedel had eight. He played great. Yeah. Eight home runs and only, what, 72, 72 games? And that's, yeah. that's almost 20 over a full season. Like, that. Yeah. that's fine. That's good. Uh, Mike Moustakis was absolutely horrible. <laughs> he hit seven I home runs. I swear, the transaction log from him since they signed him of just injured, injured list, activated, injured list, activated. It's like 20 times. Like, he's been on there. Like, I, I've lost track. Like, what happened to Moustakis? He was a really productive player and then yeah. signs a fat contract with the Reds. And then he's just like, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm not trying to – he needs to get in shape. It's your freaking job to be your professional athlete. That's the like yeah. my pet peeve with him. Like, if it's not, but like bothering your performance, but it's obviously he's picked up weight. <laughs> he has, yeah. and it's yeah. obviously affecting his performance on the field. And yeah. he needs to. I mean, it's your job to. I never understood that with athletes. Like, I like I understand being every, but if you're getting paid twenty million dollars and your job is to be physically fit, I I, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. For uh, Matt. Reynolds had a higher OPS plus than Moustakis did this year. Matt, Matt Reynolds, Reynolds was rated as a better hitter. Matt Reynolds, 31 year. year old who had like a hundred yeah. plate appearances before the season in the big leagues. Yeah. Yeah. That's how bad, that's how far he's fallen. Like Stevenson, he only 74 OPS plus like that. That's, that's just not going to fly on that contract. That's 26 points under league average. League average yeah. Yeah. That's rough. Um, Stevenson hit six home runs. Uh, he was, the best offensive player we had in the limited time he played. He only, oh, yeah. How many games did he play? Yeah, he only played 50. 50. Yeah, he oh, was our best offensive wow. player. He probably would have had close to a you know, 16, 18 home run season, batted 300, been a, been yeah. a silver slugger maybe. Like he had, he would have had a great year, been an all-star, but he missed a lot of time. Oh, um, yeah, his, he had a higher – when he played, he had a higher uh, – he had better numbers than Drury did. Like he was I mean, really, batted really 319. good he was healthy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 319 with a, a 372 on base, 480 slugging. I'll take that from my catcher every time. Yeah, the only thing with him that with pe when people say they want to move him to first base, I don't think he has enough power to move to first base, honestly. No. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. I, I don't I don't see I don't see him ever being more than like like I think a career high for him is going to be like 25 home runs. Yeah. Like I don't see him like I could see 20 every year. I mean, he could prove me wrong and hit 35 bombs this year and mm -hmm. be like, and I look like an idiot, but he just, he looks like I, Joe Maurer a lot to me. Like he's going to like, what he reminds me of. Yeah. He reminds me a lot of Joe Maurer. Like he's going to bat 300 every year. Yeah. He's going to bat 300 every year. He's going to have a 370 plus on base. He's going to OPS of 850 plus, but like, he's not going to hit a ton of homers. He's going to be more of a gap header. Cause if you're only hitting six and 50 games at great American, Mm -hmm. You're not. You don't have the most power because a few of those yeah. are probably great. American is why they went out. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all, and I wouldn't move him to first base either because part of the appeal of Stevenson is the advantage he gives you a catcher. 
Yeah, exactly. Like he's one of the best when he's healthy. He is one of the best hitting catchers in the majors. Like that. And at first base, clearly. he's just another first baseman. Exactly. Like, all yeah. seriousness. And who else in their system is going to come up and be a catcher? Like they just they, they don't have what, much. Three different ones last week. They got Nelson. He's 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 a yeah, decent Matthew prospect. Nelson. Matthew Nelson. He's a yeah, decent he's prospect. Okay. And they just drafted one too. But um, no, none of them have like the upside that Stevenson does. And I still think he's no. a, he's a good enough defensive catcher. He's got an arm for sure. Yeah, he might need to work on blocking and the fielding part of catching. But his arm—he threw out runners at a pretty decent rate this year. Like he threw out a lot of runners. Yeah, he did. Um, it's he's just, got a nice arm. Yeah, he you just I that's why I don't want to move him. Like he's he's an advantage at catcher, and when he played. They played significantly better when Stevenson was healthy. Like it's not even close. Like him in the lineup, the numbers were insane compared to when he was injured. Like it, yeah. it's you just, especially when there's a lot of catchers right now that just aren't good. Like there's a there's a real lack of catching talent in the major leagues right now for whatever reason. It's almost like the tight end in football. You just you don't. You keep the dudes, you keep the guys there that can stay there at this point because you need that advantage, especially when the Reds lack so much at other spots. Like, take the advantages where you can get them. Exactly. Like, at first base, would he even be, like, an above-average hitter? I don't I don't. I don't so, know. really. Because I, he doesn't hit for enough power at first. Yeah, the, the, like the power is the only thing lacking. Yeah. That in, in my opinion, anyway. But um. Well, yeah. I mean, he's batting three nineteen, so <laughs> yeah, it has to be the power. Shit. Yeah. I mean, if he was hitting like, you know, if if in those fifty games that he hit 10 home, 10, 12 home runs in those fifty games, then, thirty home run season. Then, yeah, fine. I'll I'll listen to moving him to first base, but no, not with those power numbers, especially when you got somebody like Encarnacion Strand, who's probably going to be ready to take over for Votto whenever Votto isn't playing anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Almora, five home runs uh, on the season. He was my least favorite player on the Reds this year to watch. Uh, every time I saw him pushed out in the starting lineup, I was like, just play Aquino at that point. Like, I just didn't understand <laughs> he's a great that. Defender. He's a great defender, but yeah. he's not He's not better than Aquino at, defend, at defense. Yeah. And he's when a worse he would, hitter than Moustakis. When he, would, when he would start and, like, Aquino is down the Myers, I was just like, what? What's like Aquino could possibly still have some upside. Like Almora, no, he was yeah. a high, pro highly tied prospect for the Cubs, and he didn't pan out. <laughs> and it's not looking like like I don't know. He had a stretch though where he was our best hitter for like three weeks. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that. Like <laughs> just June. randomly, yeah, yeah. When they like, really he was batting, like two eighty at one point, but then he just I want to know his like second half splits because they were all they had to have been awful. Because yeah. his stats tanked. And that stretch in June where he was the best hitter, like, they, the Reds were a good hitting team in June. They just couldn't win games. So, like, yeah, it just <laughs> – I don't know what happened with it. Like, the like he's a good defender. He's he's solid. Like, he's he's – I'm fine having him as, like, a platoon guy, but I don't want him – or not even platoon. Just Not even bat. platoon at the – not even at this point. Like, we have better outfielders we could have yeah. out there. Like, it's, I'd rather have Senzel still than Amora. Like, yeah. I don't know. After he cooled um, off from his June 
hot streak though he like he batted 0. 0.071 in all in july and 200 oh. in august yeah he was terrible he was yeah, terrible rough. after that hot streak that's he what was, i was thinking was of because when i would watch him the rest of the year i was like get this guy out of the lineup yeah. um his batting said, average dropped almost 50 points after the all-star break like that compared to the first bad. half yeah <laughs> that's bad um senzel hit five home runs the former number two prospect in baseball and our former number one prospect uh he was looked at to be a mlb superstar but it doesn't look like it's panning out senzel's going into next year it's going to be his he's going to be turning 28 next year like yeah. he wasn't super young when he got called up in the first place he was 23 yeah. almost 24 and yeah it's not looking too great for senzel's career the ships kind of sailed on on him i think like he it's it's so weird with him and it's why while i want to count on these prospects and really like these dudes they've got in the minors you just can't always trust it like he because hit nick senzel was like level yeah, yeah literally college in the sec he hit at low a high a double a triple a like he has really good minor league stats you I, just it, i don't know where his power went that's the thing yeah. that's like gone like it's not like he's like batting like like his average tank towards the end of the year, but he was batting like 260, 265 most of the season. It's the power. It's just gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like if you're gonna bat 260, 265, that's a great average if you can hit some home runs, but yeah, he, he had no power whatsoever. He, and he doesn't walk, he doesn't walk at a good rate at all. So No, he doesn't. Um and he's a I mean, horrible he base runner. Horrible. <laughs> he hit 308 in the minors, had a 383 OBP and an, almost a 900 OPS for his career in the minors. So it's not yeah, like he just great. got hot for a little bit. Like those are, yeah, I don't, I just don't know what happened with him. Which it, it's it's kind of sad. He had all those issues when he came up and you know, with the the vertigo and the headaches and and all that. And I just, I really don't know what happened to him. He just, yeah. It sucks because, like, Nixon Zell's genuinely my favorite player besides Votto. Like, I root for him, like, a lot. Like, I want him to succeed. And it's just, like, tough to be like, it, it might just not be in the cards at this point. Yeah. It, it, he might need a fresh start, too. He, yeah. Maybe he needs a fresh start. Maybe you just need to, to have him come off the bench in certain situations. Like, but I don't, I think you only play him in center field if you have to at this point. He's just not. It's, I think it's they that, did partly but, screw yeah. him up though by not letting him, like bringing him up when there was no available spot, and then putting him in a position he's never played before. I yeah, do that, think that, that part did definitely partially screw him up. Yeah, I do yeah. think that did screw him up. Like he literally, what was it, eleven games he had played in center field in his life or some shit before that. Like that? Yeah, and then yeah. you start him in center field for the Reds. Yeah. And I do That's think they I do think at least they've kind of learned from that because you see dudes in the minors moving all over the diamond and trying yeah, to figure you need out to do where it they in the minors. Yeah. Yeah. Not just throw them in the big leagues and I don't know. But it, it yeah, sucks. It, One thing I will say, which is weird, he like beefed up a lot this year, like put on a lot of weight, put on a lot of muscle, and his power left. It made no sense. <laughs> like why yeah. don't he like put on. You could tell he put on a lot of weight, and his power just went missing. Yeah, it. 
it, yeah, it should have been the opposite. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened there, but it really should have been the opposite effect because, like, you you add it, you know, you're supposed to have more more power to drive the ball. Like, it, it he's just it's he's a case study almost at this point. As much as I hate to say that, you just you got to kind of figure out where what went wrong with him. Is it like? at least the average should have hung around like where did the hitting ability go did are the hit is the hitting coach that bad was he just you know crushing minor league fastballs and can't hit major league breaking like what is the issue uh, yeah that, he's one that you unfortunately probably need to study to really figure out what went wrong with him yeah i don't know um next on the list of the home runs and everything just going down the list here Stuart fairchild we don't really need to talk about him he's going to be in the minor leagues like eh, who cares <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's my opinion on that he batted like i don't even think his average was 100. oh it did yeah, in the I... year at 247 never mind never mind never mind but he just he had an 800 ops but like i don't know the sample size was small it's just like i i don't see future player yeah. potential there i don't know yeah fairchild's um, kind of iffy uh, we don't need to talk much about him, but great season from Donovan Solano. Great season. He's not going to be on the Reds next year, likely, but he had a great year. A team will be very happy to get him. He had a great year. I, I wouldn't mind trying to bring him back. Just because I wouldn't he, either, yeah. Just because he's been on a bunch of winning teams, and you can use that But would he want to come back is my thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Would he he is to? getting later. Like He's like in his mid-30s. He probably yeah. wants to be on a winning team. Yeah, and he could be useful to a winning team. So yeah, the, it's really what he wants dude, because I think dude has a bat. Like he's a professional yeah. hitter. There's not many better hitters, like just pure hitters than him. Like and that's part of why bat on the ball. Yeah. And that's, that's part of why I'd want to keep him too. Like he's somebody yeah, who teach Barrero teach and Aquino dudes. how to, <laughs> I, those dudes might be gone. <laughs> we yeah. have to give up on that. Um, but somebody like Spencer Steer, or if you're calling up, uh, Encarnacion Strand or De La Cruz anytime soon. I, I don't think McLean, they're going to call maybe. Strand up this year. Just Strand, because I, think, I don't see where he would play. Strand, I think, depends on if Votto's if Votto got hurt, injuries yeah. worse than yeah. we think. Yeah. But because he's he looks ready down in the minors. Like oh, he's yeah. absolutely crushing the ball. He absolutely crushed the ball this season. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, I agree with I, you there. I wouldn't mind keeping Solano around to, to work with those young dudes because clearly they have some kind of disconnect between minor and major league hitting. Yeah, 100%. Um, next, Barrero. He hit two home runs. <laughs> he he batted runs, 152. 152. His on base was 195. He had an OPS of 401. Oh, oh, his his OPS was lower than Brandon Drury's slugging percentage. It was lower than freaking Votto's slugging percentage, damn near. <laughs> like it was yeah. like, and Votto had an awful year for his standards. Yeah, it was lower. Like, it was Here, almost just, just just looking at the list. It's lower than Fraley's slugging, Friedel's slugging, Naquin's slugging, Stevenson's slugging, Fairchild's slugging. Like it, that's yeah. It. <laughs> I think it might be time to give up on Jose Barrero. It might be. It. it I. The question with him is: Is he a sell low? Like, the do you just try to recruit, him, recoup whatever you can? You brought him up way too early. 
way too early. Yeah. In 2020. Yeah. And then didn't bring him up last year when he was crushing the ball. Like, didn't bring him up. Yeah. And then just wasted wasted him when he was doing good last year and then bringing him up this year when he was struggling terribly. Yeah. I think he still honestly should get like a month or two maybe at the beginning of the year just to see. But outside of that, then – He's yeah, he's because I feel like they'll wait till May. Honestly, like even if they brought up De La Cruz, I feel like they'll wait till May because so they can get the extra year or whatever uh, wait on arbitration. They can do something where they wait, and they're still. um, I think the arbitration thing they've kind of worked out for the most part, but um, there's still like awards and or extra draft picks you can get by holding certain things uh with the awards so like if they can wait on de la cruz and some other dudes like they can space them out for extra draft picks if they play well so like they may not hold de la cruz down but we may see them hold like mclean down or you know strand or noel Marte. like we could see them potentially space those dudes out but yeah i agree with you on barrero um He's just – he's not even, like, not making contact and just not getting lucky. Like, his at-bats were bad. Like, they were not – they were not something you wanted to watch. Um, and I agree, but I think they'll probably give him the chance until either McLean or De La Cruz comes up um, and takes over that shortstop spot. Like, I think they'll hold him there until they for sure have the dude of the future they want up in the big league club because why not? Like you're trying yeah, to who see else you got to put there. Barrero. Senzel bring Senzel back to short or something. Like no. Yeah, and like, Barrero is like the best defensive shortstop of the prospects they've got. Oh he's yeah, he's a great defender. Yeah, if he could just make contact at a league average rate, if his OPS plus is just one hundred. Yeah, if his if his OPS plus was just like one hundred, he'd be great. He'd be a borderline exactly. all-star caliber shortstop. That's how good his defense is. Exactly. Um, then Spencer Steer, he he played pretty well when he came up. Guy just looks like a hitter, just a pure hitter, gets on base. Um, he looks like he looks like a veteran, even though he's are only 25 and only was a rookie. Like he just the way he plays, he has a veteran type of play style, in my opinion. And yeah. uh I think he should be an opening day. On, on the opening day roster next year for sure. Yeah, I want him just wherever you can fit him at this point. He's just, you know, he didn't, you know, he didn't hit fantastically when he came up, but you saw enough that there's promise. Yeah. Um. So just fit him wherever you can. Play him at third, you know, depending on what happens with Farmer. Play him at second if India has issues. Like, just find a spot for him, get that bat in the lineup, get him at bats because he, like he, he flashed. He definitely flashed. Yeah, agreed. Like he just looked like a pro hitter out there, and he looked comfortable. It didn't look like the moment was too big for him out there on the big league field. Um, next up, though, we got Alejo Lopez, last guy we're going to talk about through here. Um. He, he can hit for contact. He looks like a decent utility player. He doesn't really have any power whatsoever, but he can hit for contact. I don't know if he's a big leaguer. That's still yet to be seen, but he's not a bad player. 
Yeah, he's not somebody I'm going to be upset if they're on the big league roster, but like you, you're not excited about him. that spot. Yeah, yeah. Where you're not excited he's, about he's a him. weird he's a weird player because like I'm okay if he's on the big league roster, but I want to upgrade him. Like I'd be okay pinch hitting him in a spot where we absolutely need a base hit, but I don't necessarily want him to. Like it's just he's in that weird area that is just where the Reds are. They're probably not going to try and upgrade him. So like we got to live with him. But I don't yeah. hate it. Like I don't hate him as a as a player. Like I think he's okay. Like some. I just I'm remember when they around. pitch hit for Barrero, and he came in uh, and yeah, swung at three that. three awful pitches and struck out, and I was like, what yeah. the? Yeah, I hated that. On so many levels, I hated. Yeah, that. that was so stupid. Yeah, but that's not yeah that's not Lopez's fault. But um, I mean, he flashed some speed on the bases too. Like three steals and only caught once. Like that's you know. Can be useful. He's, um, he showed some useful skills, but I don't know how much the Reds are going to need him if they're not in a winning situation. Yeah, he did, but it's just like he—he he seems like a career just minor leaguer to me that gets called up every once in a while, and like he's a Corky Miller. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. I don't like he might not be on the Reds, but you know what I mean. Like he'll just be a career minor leaguer and everything, in my opinion. Like he'll be get he'll get called up play. But he doesn't seem like he's gonna have a consistent spot on a big league club, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm not sure we'll see him uh, be more than what he was this year, to be honest. But you know, there's a chance, and with the lack of hitters the Reds have, <laughs> you know, yeah, why not? Uh, we pretty much talked about all the like iffy guys on the roster. Let's talk about a little bit about the big guys because we just kind of skimmed over them. Um, Farmer. Lots of people want the Reds to extend him. I don't really understand why. I get like he's liked in the clubhouse. Like he's probably everybody's favorite teammate, great guy to play with and everything. But in my opinion, he should just be the utility guy moving forward. He should be playing every position. He should be learn how to play some outfield too, in my opinion. Like you should just put him everywhere. Yeah. He's not a bad utility player by any means, but he's just not an everyday shortstop in my opinion. Yeah, I think – I think you're dead on. He just needs to be the utility guy that you bring off the bench or he fills in with there's injuries. Like he's not somebody who should be your best hitter. Not even no. close. No. If that, he's your best was, hitter, you're yeah. struggling. You're struggling. <laughs> yeah. Bad. Um, yeah. I really like him. I do. He plays hard. You know, he seems like a good guy. A, he but, seems like a great guy. Yeah. He, but but man, just, he can't be your best hitter. <laughs> no. Like he just can't. You gotta improve on that. And Stevenson, when he was healthy, was better. Same with India, but like those dudes were hurt so much that there were yeah. Several, Votto even several was a, had a better stats than him when he was healthy, and Votto didn't have a good year at all, and he still yeah. Until that yeah. last stretch where Votto, like his last like twenty, Votto nobody's talked about, but Votto's like damn near on a Chris Davis stretch to end the season. He was like <laughs> yeah, over for his last twenty five before he got hurt. Yeah, it was the longest of his career. Yeah, his aunt, somebody asked him about it too after they announced he was hurt. He's like, "No, I just thought I suck now." Like he was, <laughs> he was, he was down pretty bad. Um, Fraley, twelve home runs, twenty eight RBIs. He had a solid year. Uh, are you thinking he could be a future starter for this team? I think he should start on opening day. Honestly, if we're facing a righty. He if can't hit lefties still, movie. so he's a righty yeah, platoon exactly. player because he can't hit lefties. I mean, yeah, he posted like decent numbers, um, but he's he's twenty seven too. Like, I'm not I'm not convinced he's a 
part He'll of He'll be 28 the pretty team. much beginning of next year, too. Ex- exactly, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, starting him's fine. Um, you know, he's a good <laughs> hitter. He's a good hitter, so, like, plug him in there. But long-term, I don't know about future. Yeah. Um, hopefully the dudes they've got coming up will supplant him in some way uh, or another. Uh, Votto had like a OPS plus of like 108 or 110. And then the last 25 at bats happened and it killed his like averages. Like he, it, like before that his season wasn't like that terrible. Cause he was really on a hot streak for like a month. And then yeah. that end stretch was just awful. That field of game or field of dream stretch for Votto yeah. was just terrible. Yeah. And, like um, before that he wasn't super far away from like how Christian Yelich was playing to that point. Like, no, yeah. Yeah. And, he really and, and he would really, he had an OPS of like close to 900 since May. Cause since he got back from that inch or since he got back from was it COVID? Yeah. yeah. Since he got back from COVID, he, his OPS was like 900 for like two months. And then he just went through a bad stretch to end the year. I honestly, yeah. I'm predicting Votto will have a bounce back year. I don't, I don't know about some crazy statistical year, but I don't think he's going to be this bad next year. Like, I think he'll have a much no. better season. I don't see that happening again. Yeah, I don't either. He's too this... crazy. Like, he's going to work his ass off. You're already knowing Votto's going to be in yeah. the lab this offseason, trying to get he's, healthy and get back. He's going to work like crazy, and I don't think he wants to end his career in Cincinnati being that bad. Yeah. Like for every for as high as his highs were, I don't think he wants to go super low before he retires. And I don't think he wants to be forced to retire because he sucks. Like I think he wants yeah. to keep playing and retire when he wants to stop playing. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. think he wants to play good, so they're like, okay, we'll bring him back. You know what I mean? Like I don't right. think he wants to be done at all. Yeah. And I don't think he wants to go anywhere besides Cincinnati. So no, he, he doesn't. If he plays really well, I don't think anybody's going to have a problem with them bringing back Votto if Votto posts another 900 OPS year. Yeah, it he his his situation's going to get real tricky because they have the uh out in the contract after this season instead of letting it finish out. So They could restructure it though. If he, they, if he had a really good season, it. they could sign him like 2 years or something. They could restructure, restructure it. it. Um but it's just that's something we're gonna have to watch with him too. Like if he, if it wasn't just the shoulder injury, like he was really just hot for a couple months and that's it, it it's gonna get tense. It might get dicey. And it, it, yeah, if he's struggling. Yeah, I really hope it doesn't come to that though. Like he's I been my he favorite well. red. Yeah. So I really hope he plays well. Me too. I think I think he will. I think he'll definitely be better because he is not a two hundred five hitter. He's not going to end the year no. with a, a six eighty nine OPS. Like that's. I, don't th- I, I think if he played out the rest of the year, happen. he wouldn't do. Yeah, I don't. Even if he played the rest of the year this year, even through injury, I think the numbers would have been better than that to end the year. I just can't see yeah. him ending the year batting damn near the Mendoza two hundred line. Like I don't yeah. know. I can't. I couldn't see that. Yeah, me either. It's just like. With Votto moving forward, like, the one thing I will say is the reason, like, he had a great year last year in his turn 38 season, had one of arguably top three year of his career, like, seriously, last year, um, is he takes care of himself a lot better than some of these old first basemen like Cabrera and Pujols who have yeah. put on a lot of weight. <laughs> like, yeah. especially – Pools has been a big guy for a while. Cabrera has really let himself go the last few years. You could tell, like, Votto's still in good, like, physical shape. Like, he's still, like, 
is physically fit and everything. So I think that's yeah. going to help him hold up a little better than Cabrera, especially because Cabrera is just a shell of himself at this point. Yeah, he is. It's, uh, that's kind of sad to see too, but um, he hit Pujols. three home or five home runs this season and he played like every day. Yeah. Pujols <laughs> was his, his, that was insane. Numbers, yeah. His numbers to close the season were apparently because he changed his stance back to a, an old way of doing it because he had changed it to increase the longevity. I saw at some, some point he realized he was on the yes. It's like, shut up. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, but you I can't have a good. I was going to say, I don't at, know. Some, at some point, I guess he realized like, I'm not doing this next year. or I'm only doing this to a certain point. So screw it. I'm just going to go back to the old way. Like, what am I saving my, my at bats for? And just boom, 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 boom. Facing a bunch I, of lefties help too. <laughs> I have like, a question though for him. Why, why like I get he said it or why is he gonna retire still? He had a uh, hell of a he had a hell of a year. I think he's just done. I really think yeah, he's just done. I mean, I don't know. He really if he really wanted to though, he could really chase the record. Like that's <laughs> like if he play if somebody played him every day, he would have hit 40 home runs this year if he played more. He only had like not even 300 at bats, I think, like, or close to 300. Well, and he hit his, 23 homers. His splits, his splits against uh, were pretty bad. I forget. Hang on. But it was, he played every day to end the year because obviously he was chasing 700. Yeah. But he was way better against, um, what was it? But like left handed pitching, he was, he was he way mashes. better against lefties. Yeah, he was way he better mashes against lefties. Like it, it, it was insane. Like the difference was ridiculous. Like his OPS against righties was like league average, and his OPS against lefties was like 1146, something like that. <laughs> like just a ridiculous, like average player to better than Barry Bonds at his peak level. Yeah. Like that's the difference <laughs> in left versus right for him. Um, and then we talked a little bit about Aquino. I think Aquino should definitely still be on the roster next year. I think we're both higher on Aquino than a lot of people. Like, we don't think he's like some superstar, but we both think like there's a spot for him on the roster. And like, yeah. he can be valuable. Like, with us, even just with his glove. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, if you need just for a late game defensive situation, like, bottom of yeah. the ninth, throw him out in the right field, you're fine. He's one of the best like, two or three outfielders in the league, period. Like, with the glove, he's oh, yeah. nasty he with might the be glove. the best. Like, it's – his defensive metrics were off the charts, like, ridiculously higher than second place, and he wasn't playing half the games. <laughs> Literally. Like, he's a, uh, he's an amazing defensive center fielder, and I think that's – and with – the power potentially has like that's I'm fine with him being fourth or fifth outfielder like that is absolutely fine with me yeah literally all right I think we covered everybody on the hitting side let's go to the pitching staff now let's talk a little bit about um bullpen I don't think there's really much to talk about besides like let's talk about maybe three guys we think could have a future in the bullpen um first one I'm gonna say Sam Martin he actually was pretty solid once he moved to the bullpen. His stats are really bad because they're inflated because when you start off a starter for three or four starts and they're just such bad numbers, it takes yeah. like 25 relief appearances to match the innings and stuff. Yeah. Or like 20. It's like – so his stats are inflatedly bad because of just purely starting pretty much. Like his relief stats were not bad. Yeah, they really weren't. I liked the way he closed the year a lot. Like it gave me a lot of – hope for him going forward and somebody I really want to see 
come back. Like he he was good. Like he was good in the bullpen. Just I want to see the strikeout numbers go up for sure. Uh, about seven and a half, eight strikeouts per nine is not good. And that's yeah, this, that's true. Especially as a reliever, that's really not good. Especially a lefty reliever, because you're going to be facing a lot of lefties. They're going to bring you in for those situations, and yeah. uh, you got to the strikeouts got to be better than that. Yeah. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. But I mean, I'm I'm looking at his splits versus a starter and a reliever, and man. <laughs> Like, I knew it was bad, but seeing it on paper, like, the OPS difference between him being a starter and reliever, the difference in OPS against is bigger than Pujols' and righty and lefty. Like, he allowed a 1,294 OPS as a starter and only 694 as a reliever. Like That's, that's just crazy. That's absolutely monumental. That's um, crazy. That's <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Um, but your, the strikeouts need to go up and the walks probably need to come down. But I there's real hope for him as a reliever. I think like he like he definitely improved once they moved him to the bullpen. And good relievers are hard to to come by. So you know. yeah, he could be that sixth, seventh inning guy for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if he keeps improving, he might even be good enough to be set up at some point. Like he yeah he's he's somebody you need to to keep working with because he's good enough to to eat a couple innings now. So just keep working mm-hmm. with him and try to improve him. And if he doesn't, he you got you got a quality middle reliever. And he was a starter for the part, first part of his big league career, and obviously all through the minors. So like he can go two innings if you need him. Right, right, yeah. He's somebody I definitely want to see back. I'm. We'll see about elevating his role, but I, I'd be happy, absolutely happy to have him back at, at, in his current role. Um, let's talk about real quick, literally the best player on the Reds. And I don't even think that's up for debate. Alexis Diaz, like dude is a stud. <laughs> that dude's ridiculous. Uh, seven and three. Let's talk about stats real quick. Seven and three record. First of all, he had seven wins. That probably was close to leading the Reds. It might've led the Reds. Yeah. Green maybe had seven. I don't know. Lodolo, might, they might've been close. No, he, he was, he was the leader. Green he and was? Ashcraft. Green, Ashcraft and Molly each had five. Okay. That was that was second. Uh Diaz 83 strikeouts and 63 innings pitched, absolutely disgusting. 184 ERA, 0.96 whip. Like dude was without a doubt one of the top relievers in baseball in his rookie yeah. year. And oh, yeah. I don't really think there's much to talk about about him. Like he needs to be our closer moving forward. I don't know how it took 140 freaking games for David Bell to say, okay, Hunter Strickland's not the closer. Diaz is. Like, <laughs> it, it took you that long to see that? Hunter Strickland wasn't just among the worst closers in baseball this year. He was among the worst, the worst relief pitchers in all of baseball. Yeah, I don't know. And, We've talked and about the thing it before, with Diaz, too, he showed at the end of the year, he has the ability to come in with one out in the eighth and come in and close the game off a five-out yeah. save. He did it multiple yeah. times in the year against the Cubs, Cubs and Pirates. And, he only allowed five home runs in those 63 in two thirds. Like that is really good. Like that home run per nine is less than one. Yeah. That means he's given like a home run up every 10 appearances, maybe like every, yeah. Like it's 10 or 11. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's. And when when they hit home runs, it's solo shots because nobody's getting on base. Exactly. Yeah. Like you said, the the whip being that low combined with the the home runs being that low. I mean, he's got almost what twelve, almost twelve strikeouts per nine. Like that's 
that's really good. Like he absolutely balled out in that closer role this year. That slider is disgusting. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, uh, I got to pull up the bullpen stats real quick because there's just a lot of rough bullpen players for, <laughs> for the Reds. So you don't want to look at them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it, – it, it's, it's a little bit rough. Um, yeah, but Diaz, he, in my opinion, was just overall our best pitcher, period. Yeah, consistently throughout the year, I would go with Diaz too. Like Green flashed, Lodolo flashed, Ashcraft flashed, but none of them were as consistent as Diaz was to close the year. No, not at all. Um, trying to find, I Mike can't Miner even find pitching stuff. Oh, he was awful. I uh, hate Mike Miner after this season. <laughs> all right, I got it now. Um. Sessa maybe could be a decent bullpen arm. I know he's a starter the last half of the year or last 50 games or so, but I yeah, don't think I like he's a starter by any means. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he, he he should definitely be on the roster. Like, I don't think he's going to be long-term option, but he could he, he could be decent next year. Yeah. Jeff Hoffman, no. Kunal, hell no. Oh, my God. I hated wa watching him come out looking like he's drunk with his sideways hat on and shit. Oh, my God. Je oh. Joel Kunal is terrible. Mark six, that on three, the podcast. CRA. Kunal sucks. Uh, oh, yeah. my God. Every time he would come in, I was like, oh, the lead's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, episode, what, what are we on? Episode 15 of the All Day Cincinnati Sports Podcast. Joel Kunal sucks, man. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll clip that and make that a TikTok. I'm right on Joe, Joel Kunal. Uh, Fernando Cruz looked great. He looked awesome. I actually awesome. liked him, yeah. I actually liked the way he looked, too. Yeah, that was I mean, a nice surprise. I mean, 1, 2, 3 ERA in 14 games. Yeah. 21 yeah. strikeouts in 14 innings. Like, he looked great. Yeah, he's he's absolutely earned, I think, earned at least a chance next year. He definitely needs a roster spot, I'd say. With how piss poor this bullpen is, I'd say he deserves yeah. a roster yeah, there's like three unless he comes into spring training and just yeah. shits the bed, then yeah, I, I agree. Uh, there's only like three or four arms I would be okay. Like otherwise, you've gotta you've gotta revamp it. Like Detweiler is a hundred years old. Just get rid of him. He's been in the yeah. big league since I was born. Like literally, that's almost accurate. It's not that far <laughs> off. I uh, wouldn't hate. Ian Gaboot coming back. I was about to talk about him. Yeah. Name. He wasn't bad. He really yeah. wasn't. Yeah. Good strikeout for nine. Not an awful ERA. Four or five is not good by any means, but it was better than a lot of people in this bullpen. Yeah. So, yeah. I wouldn't hate him coming back. And he, he, they used him. Like he, what, 33 appearances or something like that? Yeah. He wasn't bad. Yeah. Really I wouldn't wasn't. mind, wouldn't mind him coming back. The six L's are, are tough. Or a tough look for a bullpen picture pitcher though. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But he 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 wasn't awful by any means. Yeah. Uh Vlad Gutierrez, could we see him as a bullpen guy moving forward? Because I don't really think he's gonna crack the rotation. Maybe. I think you can he had a good a rookie year. year. Yeah, yeah. He, he had he a did. good rookie year. He just uh, I don't know. That his stats this year were terrible. Like they, those are those are horrible stats. Well, yeah. In thirty six innings, he had a 
a 761 ERA with a 1.9 whip and 11 hits per nine, two home runs per nine. Like, I think he just needs a shot in the bullpen because he was a starter pretty much the whole time. So let's just see yeah. what he's got out of the bullpen because he's not a starter moving forward for the Reds. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, um, what about Justin Dunn? What do you think his future is? I think he should definitely be like our fourth or fifth starter to start the year. Um, I like with him, it's tricky. Like sometimes when I watched him, I was like, damn, he's, he's good. Like he could be legit. But then sometimes it was just like, what the hell are you doing out there? Like he was just confusing to watch a little bit. Um, I could definitely see a future though of him panning out to be a solid starter in the big leagues, but I could also see a future where he's a middle of the middle relief guy. So I don't know. Yeah, I think he's definitely a big league pitcher too. Um, yeah, no, he's definitely going to be in the big leagues. I think for a long time, but I don't just, know if are you going to use him. Open. Yeah, yeah, uh, agree. Buck Farmer, we didn't talk about him. He actually had a solid year: three eight three ERA and forty seven innings. Oh, yeah, he's he's one I'd be happy to have back too. He just he yeah, showed he had enough. A good year. He showed enough for me. Yeah, I'd like to see us get some younger bullpen arms though, because a lot of these guys we're saying we're solid are in their thirties. Yeah. <laughs> Besides, like, yeah. Sam Martin and Diaz, they're, like, yeah. just unproven older relievers. The youngest relievers that we're talking about were, like, uh, 27. Diaz. Or, or like, yeah, Alexis Diaz, Diaz was, like, the youngest reliever. <laughs> and he's already supposed to be the closer, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I like I liked what I saw from Dunn. He, obviously, it's going to be tough to pitch when you come back from such a long injury and you just yeah. come back with a couple weeks left in the season. So, but I mean, seven starts and ERA of six, I think they should pretty much just scrap out the stats from this year. Like, don't, don't worry about that. Go to spring training, spring training with a fresh start on him and see what he could do because it was a lot yeah. of just getting back in the flow with him, honestly. Yeah. And, and he's, his he's starts were killed by one bad inning a lot of times. Yeah. That's that's the main. Like, he would go like four innings, no runs, and then the fifth inning, give up like five runs. That he did that like two or three times in his starts. Like it was just one bad yeah. inning would kill his whole start a couple a few times. Yeah, and after his first couple starts, like he rebounded pretty well until that last start at Milwaukee. Yeah, he really did. Like he, he just wasn't going it, deep in games, obviously, because he was coming yeah. off injury. Yeah, but like between the between, he had four starts in the in the middle there where he went one earned run, two earned run, one earned run, three earned run. Like that's not terrible. If you can, if you can keep going, if you can add an extra inning to that, like that's, that's yeah. a quality piece. Exactly. I, so I think he could definitely needs to get the strikeouts up. I'd say. Yeah. But I, I definitely think he could be too. good moving forward. So we talked about Don, but let's get into the rest of this rotation. Um, Graham Ashcraft. Uh, I, I like him. I do like him, but some things worried me in the late later in the year as the year went on, as because he got off to such a hot start. Yeah, he did. He got off to such a good start, and then his ERA the second half of the year was not good. Yeah, like, he definitely struggled with the injuries. I think were a big yeah, part of that. Once he came back from injury, he was looking rough because last start seven runs, five runs, four runs. His last three starts. Yeah, it. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> um, and even to go like, back further, it was three, three, four, five, seven to end the year. So like, <laughs> it yeah. was not, not great. Yeah, he, 
I, I take really, this year ERA. Yeah, I want to take that just being um, – I'm really just crossing my fingers and hoping that was injury because he looked really good to start the year. <laughs> he really did. He did. Um, so it's just I, – he's. I think he's a good third starter. Like I think he'll oh, be a yeah. good, good third starter, which is all you need him to be when you've got guys we're going to talk about in a little bit with Lodolo and Green. The thing with him, though – that really needs to improve, and I think it will improve because the guy's throwing 100 miles per hour and he can't strike anybody out. Yeah. That needs to improve, and I think it will improve because, like, think about how, yeah. like, he had a great year until those, like, those, his 4 eight, nine ERA, his ERA was really, like, four. Like, it got tanked those last three or four starts, like, tanked. Yeah. And the metrics say he actually was supposed to have a better, um, yeah, a better, better ERA than Green did. But his strikeout numbers were just, really bad like really bad <laughs> about yeah. six strikeouts per nine and like that needs to improve and i think it will improve because like he really is throwing 100 miles per hour and he can't strike anybody out like that's gonna yeah. change somebody's gonna work with him and get him to learn how to strike people out pretty much oh yeah yeah 100 percent. he's yeah like last 15 last 15 starts his era was six yeah compared to his first four was probably like one yeah, in May he had what like a one six ninety ERA or something like that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and he he just he flashed enough that I I like him and I think he's going to be a good third starter. But you just wonder if he can get any higher than that. In my opinion, like can he elevate to where like oh you got three top two starters on this team? Like could we get to that yeah. point? Like he, that's my question. To get the, if he gets the strikeout numbers up, I think he would be. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's his big missing piece right now. It, it's yeah. just he's got to he's got to strike more batters out because too many too many balls in play. You're relying on the defense too much. Yeah, because the last two people we're going to talk about now are probably the people the Reds fans are most excited about on the current roster, and that's Lodolo and Green. First, we can talk about Lodolo. Um, he had a really really nice rookie season, uh, four and seven record. That doesn't mean shit, but a three six six ERA. So obviously he got no run support. It's what that tells you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The strikeouts were what impressed me so much with him because he wasn't like touted as like a, a gonna be like a crazy strikeout pitcher in the big leagues, but his strikeout rate was just as good as Green's. One hundred thirty one strikeouts in one hundred three yeah. innings and one hundred three innings. Like he had a great rookie year and like. He looked like a. We have two number one starters going forward. Oh yeah, Reds fans have to be stoked with both of them because, I mean, Green let up a lot of home runs. Like that was his big issue. He needs to clean up after this year. But like, he was about an average pitcher this year. Like he really, he he was about a league average pitcher with all the strikeout numbers and everything. Like made him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean the the four 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 ERA for a. 22 year old who is still developing like he he is who has the tools that he does it's just super super exciting and Lodolo looked more like a finished <clears throat> looked closer to a finished product which is what we should have seen yeah but because man his breaking Green's balls. barely pitched professionally like last year yeah. was his first year ever like playing professional baseball because he was Tommy John and everything yeah he he missed a COVID. lot of time in the minors yeah he the minor year and then Tommy John wiped out, I think 2018 or no, 2019. 
and, and then, then obviously COVID. COVID 2020. Yeah, in 2021, he was still obviously recovering from that. But he was um, disgusting in the minors in 2021. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, he was – and when they sent him back down for rehab starts this year, he was just wiping dudes out in Louisville. Like, it was not um, even a contest. Last seven starts for Green, 179 ERA, 40 innings, 57 strikeouts. You can't yeah. get better. You can't ask for anything yeah, more you, than that. You cannot ask for anything more than that. And the, the only thing I'd like to see with him is get his pitch count down in games more. Yeah. Be more efficient with the pitches because he doesn't go much deeper than six innings much. Yeah. Because he just throws too many pitches. Yeah. If he can just it's either, get... People don't hit him. They really don't get many hits. It's just walks or what his problem yeah. was. Well, and when they do, it tends to be home runs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For him. Um, but he's just the I mean the the tools he has are ridiculous. And being as young as he is, it's his ceiling's just, just so so high. Like I love Lodolo. Lodolo is like two years older than Green already. Yeah, yeah. Green's <laughs> still young, really young. Yeah. Yeah. And he's they're they're both look like potential number ones going forward. Like you said, like this is like this is something to be really excited about. I mean, even with the injuries, he pitched, he started twenty four games. It gets, and he showed you more than enough to be to be excited, and he showed you enough progress that you that you can hang your hat on it too. Because once his slider gets into form, like holy crap, hitters don't stand a chance. Was Green really injured, though? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Was he really injured, or was it just, let's rest him now so he can pitch the end of the season? Because you know how they yeah. rookies have a pitch of uh, an inning limit and everything. I think that was more so it than he was actually hurt. Maybe he was like, oh, my elbow's a little sore. And they were like, oh, 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 30 days, no, no pitching. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me because he hit like 125 innings, like 125 and two thirds or something like that. That's like a nice round number. You could see, yeah, see that being a, an innings limit on, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not convinced he was really hurt. Um, same with, yeah, Ashcraft. I'm not really convinced either. Cause yeah. Green's start before that was like his best start <laughs> yeah. before of the first the part before he got injured because he was just disgusting once he came back from injury but like six innings one hit eight strikeouts only thing better was his no hitter he threw but lost <laughs> yeah yeah oh god that's still oh i remember the last time that i was on vacation so i didn't Wood. see it i was on vacation so i didn't see it and i was like we and i looked at the box score and i was like we threw a no hitter <laughs> God, yeah. I saw. I remember that one, and then I can't believe it's happened twice in my lifetime. It happened with Travis Wood too in his rookie year. Like the, <laughs> but when Green was dominant, he was dominant. Like he, like when he's on, he's up there with the best in the league. The problem is when he's off, he's getting shell shacked. Yeah. But he like, wasn't really off much that second half of the year. Like he yeah, was he really, really good after the All Star break. Yeah, he really started around in the form. Yeah, and, and I think Lindo going forward, don't be surprised if Hunter Green's an All Star next year or Lodolo. Don't be surprised yeah. if one of them's an All Star as early as next year. I'm yeah. just gonna say that. 
John Smoltz was like salivating over Lodolo in the, <laughs> the Field of Dreams game. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if either of these dudes are, are all stars within the next two years. I think it could happen next year. Like, not even like I think that's a serious. Like, if they pitched both, if both of them pitched how they did the second half of the year, they would have been all stars. Like, yeah. seriously. Legitimately, yeah. Like, they both put up, like, just as good numbers as Castillo second half of the year. Yeah, in his, yeah, Lodolo's second half, he had an under three ERA. Like, he, like, I know Green finished with that 175, but, or 1515, whatever. But Lodolo was, was really good to end the, the year, too, like you said. Um, all Even, his numbers got better, except for strikeouts yeah, per nine. Yeah. And yeah, Green's Green's strikeouts went down a little bit throughout the year because he started off striking everybody out, but he'd go three innings and give up five runs, but he'd have like eight strikeouts. It was like the weirdest stat yeah. line. It's like yeah. everybody <laughs> he got out was a strikeout early on. But then I think I think that kind of taught him you don't have to always get to that three two count walker strikeout like Tom a little bit. You could take a ground ball every once in a while. Yeah, and I almost wonder if the same thing happened with Lodolo. Like, they weren't relying on the defense enough on kind of the opposite of Ashcraft. Like, yeah. you, you need to be able to trust your defense a little bit. Yeah. They were both just trying to strike everybody out. Yeah. And it's weird that as their strikeout numbers went down, their ERAs went down too. Like, like you said, they were just, if they, the problem with trying to strike everybody out is if you miss, you're missing in the zone so they mm -hmm. can get it. Like, so you got to be a little, you got to pull back a little bit. Yep. Yep. I'm with you on that. Um, what's, we'll, we'll have another episode where we talk about like their off season moves and everything. So we don't, we don't really got to get into that today. Um, you got anything else to add? We pretty much covered everybody on the roster. This was definitely our longest podcast, but I think it had to be long. It had to be informative because we had to talk about everybody. But we'll get into another episode later, probably what, like a month or so, like when free agency begins, we'll talk about like what moves we want to see and everything. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, honestly, I don't really have anything else for this year. I'm just curious to see if the coaching changes next year are actually going to help anything. Yeah, because otherwise David Bell would be gone. <laughs> I think David yeah. Bell, David Bell probably is just he's okay. Like he's not going to elevate you, but I don't think he's going to hurt you that much either. He's just too monotone. Yeah. Or yeah, he's just like I don't know. But that was all for this episode, guys. I hope you guys did enjoy. Um, yeah, this was fun to talk about. Honestly, a little depressing thinking about this awful season, but yeah, we're ready for the 2023 Reds, baby. Ready to get our hearts broken again. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I hope you guys all did enjoy. Follow us on all the socials at All Day Cincy or All Day Cincy Sports, one or two. It's different on a couple of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, like if you're on YouTube, subscribe. And yeah, that's all for this podcast. Uh, we'll see you all Friday for the Bengals game preview for the Bengals versus the Falcons. So see you guys then. See y'all.